It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Slab. Uh, my name's Neil and I'm really, really, really down. Well, I might as well be. I thought I'd do it like that because I realised mm. what a dour, downbeat edition of the Comedy Slam podcast this could well be because Confucius, in his infinite wisdom, decided last week, that's me, by the way, Shane O'Connor, to choose a radio sitcom about a man in a coma. You put what? the con into Confucius, I think. What, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Uh, it is the Comedy Slab podcast. I'm Shane O'Connor. He's Adrian Lacey. Thank you very much for your company. If you've not joined us before, then uh, I'll tell you a little bit about what we do. Uh, we uh, we love comedy, uh, Adrian and I, and uh, every week, alternately, we choose a comedy programme to, to watch or listen to, depending on whether it's on the radio or the TV or the internet or podcast or wherever we can find them uh we'll have a chat about them uh we'll play a couple of clips between now and the end of the podcast to give you a flavor of what we've been listening to and uh, we'll give it a mark out of uh, five each giving it a grand total out of ten um i chose <laughs> it was my turn to choose last week and i chose uh vent more, more of which <laughs> which <laughs> coming a bit do you know do you ever have that have you done that in the comedy slam before where you kind of thought what have I done? <laughs> I think I chose badly here. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think you don't need to feel quite so concerned. I don't want to issue a spoiler alert, but um, it sounded like you believed in it at the time. Oh, yeah. I'm not listening to it. the phrase is it was a good idea at the time. Oh, yeah. I've, I, this, this is something I'd, I must have at least listened to a series. Because was this, was this on the 11 o'clock slot on Radio 4? It would be at home that late at night, I think, rather than the 6.30 slot. I don't remember accurately, but that sounds about right. I, I don't know why. I think it was the 11 o'clocker. And uh, I remember being in the car. Gosh, I worked hard in those days. Uh, you had I, a proper job, didn't you? Yeah. As opposed to just talking. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to just sitting around looking after children. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I remember listening to at least a series, possibly more. and. Um, Maybe that's it's weird, isn't it? How perhaps your your memory? I don't remember coming away and thinking, "Oh, that was dour kind of thing." Well, maybe I didn't this time, and maybe you won't. Whenever now, let's not preempt what we're going to do. I was just going to say, you do have a certain degree of gallows humour, so it's you know, it's the kettle calling the pot black in a way, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, maybe that. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll do a little bit of that in a little while. But before we do that, comedy news. Uh, well, the headline reads, ITV to combine BritBox and ITV Hub into single catch-up and premium on-demand service, ITVX. 
That's not exactly the most concise or indeed witty headline I've ever read. I, I'm guessing they didn't say, come up with a snappy headline for us. Well, the trouble is, it's the internet, isn't it, where they've got too much room. Yeah. If you're a sub on the Sun newspaper, you've only got so much room in such big type, you know, if you're talking the print edition. Um, and that makes people think, I suppose, a bit more concisely. But yeah. um, anyway, I think I've done the whole story there, so we can just about wrap it up now, well, can't we? Well, not really, because I got all excited. When I saw ITVX, I thought, hello, late night <laughs> Sounds viewing. a bit saucy, doesn't it? <laughs> Isn't it a strange title, don't you think? First of all, for a, for a lot of catch-ups, ITVX, hello, and welcome to ITVX. <laughs> we're not just ordinary ITV, we're a bit kinky. <laughs> Would you like a banana? Oh no, it was a, was it apple? No, was, tomato. Who was it? It was like a tomato. Who was that? Who used to say, "I'm wearing my wife's knickers." Was that? Um... Well, last time I heard that, it was a local radio, radio DJ where I was working up in the wilds of Bedfordshire. Yes, and um, I don't know what happened to him. But his name was Paul McKenna, and he said, "When I get home after this radio show, this is on air, not just to me." Although I was sitting next to him in the studio, but I don't think he had his hand on my knee. I'm not sure. Yeah. The, the memory's a bit faint, but uh, he said, when I get home, I'm going to take off my wife's knickers, my wife's bra, and et cetera, et cetera. Punchline being, they're, they're all killing, killing me. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. is that where you were going with that one? Well, now I just I remember it because I was listening to the radio at the time, and then he played status quo down, down, and you thought you were a chicken and ran around the room going, bang, 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 bang. So presuming he must have hypnotised you as well at the same time. I thought I thought I was a duck because he said down and he said duck down and I was an Ida. Did you work with Paul McKenna in uh, in local commercial radio? I, I did. Have I, mean, I, have I never name dropped that particular? I think so. No. I hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh. And you're back in the room. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Sorry. Go on. Carry on. Oh, sorry. I just pick up that name I just dropped. Hang on. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Um, I once covered for him when he wanted to go to the loo and I played a segue. I was the technician who um, played the next gramophone disc. Wow. <laughs> and I'm afraid it was in those days. We're talking the um, early to mid 80s. Yeah. And uh, that's not my age, but it might as well be. And uh, he said, oh, could you cover for me? I just need to go to the loo. And uh, so I was, um, I was his whipping boy. Wow. What, what did you put on? Can you remember? Was it? Uh... Um, I think um, one that comes to mind. I don't know if I did it more than once actually. Uh, one that comes to mind is um, was it maybe Hue and Cry or who were the other lot? Um, -da, oh, Go West. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it makes me want to go and get my jacket on and roll the sleeves up. <laughs> Like Gary Davis. Yeah. Ooh, Gary Davis. Yeah. I know people don't know this, but if you ever hear Bohemian Rhapsody or the like on the, uh, or anything of that duration on the radio, it means that the presenter's gone for a number two, doesn't it? So, uh, <gasps> couldn't possibly comment. They'll all wash their car or have a cigarette in these modern times, I guess. I don't know. Although Steve Wright did once put on Hey Jude, thinking he had a free pass for the next seven minutes and it got stuck. Oh, no, really? it was Peter Powell. What the record oh, got my, stuck? Or? The, the record got oh, stuck. That's a relief. <laughs> it's a bit of a giveaway that you're not in the, not in the, not in the studio. <laughs> I thought all you could hear from the toilet was it's got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't leave. I'm a bit committed now. <laughs> you tried 
prune juice. I don't know. <laughs> now, I saw this thing they were talking about with the with the item. I mean, the, there's a lot to unpack here, isn't it? I didn't realise that BBC have now have uh, um, they've sold their stake. Yeah, their sold their stake in Britbox, yeah. haven't they? That's that's commitment for you. They must have been. I sold about... my stake when I became a vegetarian. Did Sorry, you... <laughs> you're going to say they must have been in there for about 45 minutes, mustn't they? I think or something. But they've agreed <laughs> they've agreed to supply content, but they don't they don't want the 10 percent share in it, do they? So. Um, Are they, is that because they? Do you think that's a financially um, motivated decision? They just they could see the shares only going in one direction. Um, I think it was more to do with um, trying to keep themselves clear of criticism and being involved in commercial enterprises. Well, they left it a bit late for that. Uh, this is one of the things that that struck me about this whole story was that they were saying that you could either with the new thing that ITV have got, you could, which is what they do with the ITV Player, I think, but I've no, I've not signed up to that either. You mm. can sign up for to it and not have any adverts, mm. or you can just watch it normally um, for free, but you've got to watch the adverts as well. Mm. They don't know you're watching, so you can go out and make a cuppa. Oh yeah, I, I mean, it, it, Channel Four is the one that bugs me because if you open, I've told you this before, haven't I? If you're if you're watching uh, Four uh, mm. on demand or whatever it's called now, for Awful or whatever it's called, um, <laughs> if you're watching and then the adverts come on and you open another tab in your browser to try to, I'll come back to that in a minute. <laughs> oh, it pauses. It the stops. Ad, it waits for you to come There's back. There's some clever so-and-so. Yeah, it's not, right, isn't it? Though, the no, I think it's really clever. Miserable I want those people working for me. <laughs> yes. You don't want the money as an enemy, do you? That's for sure. You certainly don't. Um, yeah. But now, I just wondered, so, see, I don't mind adverts. It kind of gives you a window on another world very often. Mm. And I just wondered, would you? what would you do? Would you pay or would you have adverts? Look, I'm tight. Every time I can save a bit of money. Yeah. Um, how else can I afford to run a bottom of the range Ford Fiesta? Yes, true. Other than by saving money. But would you would you sit there grudgingly sitting through the adverts, or would you warmly embrace them and think, well, actually, no, I'm 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 a tight git, so <laughs> this is my penance, and I. I'm I'm afraid I've perfected the art of hitting play on the Channel Four thing. I probably shouldn't admit to this, especially if I want to ever work for them. Hitting play on Channel Four and then going off and um, serving my dinner taking three and a half minutes, which is the average length of an ad break, and then they're coming into the lounge and um, and it's all ready to rock. And even if it isn't, if I'm too late, that's fine because I could just reset to the top of the show. Better to be too late than too early. Mm. It's it's interesting the way that they format these things, isn't it? Because there's a new one that just started, and I can't think of the life of me what it blooming well is. Um, I think it's a Disney-owned thing or something. Anyway, there's this, this kind of uh, channel that's just started. Oh, Disney... Plus, with uh, there is a Disney Plus where you you've got the option of reduce subscription if you watch the ads. It's a something plus. Or the, so anyway, this this one, I thought, oh, this should be great. There'd be some really good content I want to see on here, and I went on there, and all the things I wanted to see were behind the paywall, mm -hmm. and all the free ones I didn't want to watch. <laughs> but it was like kind of a it was a I'd, I was soon turned off. It thought I don't want to go back there again because it was frustrating because you think oh I wanted to watch that. Oh, it's behind the paywall. Mm. And yeah. and so it was just like it was like a tease, really, I suppose. But um, do you, are you into the do, like? I've just wondered from a comedy perspective whether, I mean, this thing with ITV, if BBC is supplying. I mean, ITV don't have a lot of comedy um, mm. in their archive, do they? Whereas BBC do, and I just wonder whether this is going to be good for comedy as well. That that we're going to have, you know, another outlet to show repeats of only fools and horses it's another avenue to to put it which is essentially what it's going to be isn't it? it's going to be repeat you know i'm not I, saying that's a bad thing i'm just saying that's what it's going to be 
that would be part of it. I have to say, because you know I'm not particularly a fan of that, my heart sank. I thought I'd go and do some research, which would make a change for me, wouldn't mm, it? Mm. And go to the BritBox website as it stands at the moment before ITVX takes over. I get a little frisson even saying it. It's the X at the end, I think, because it's in the word sex as well. Anyway, um, I went there and imagined how my heart sank as I saw David Jason dressed up as Batman or whatever. Oh, how we laughed. Next, there'll be a still of him falling through the bar. Oh, man. You're such a Philistine some days. <laughs> I can't cope with you. I can't cope with your <laughs> Philistinic ways. Is that a word? It is now. It's two words. Oh, man. Honestly. Oh, man. Yeah. 733,000 subscribers BritBox has got. It's not a lot, is it? I wonder if that includes America as well, because they're, they're, well, they're flogging quite heavily. It, yeah, States, it's what we used they? to call the new world. It's uh, Canada and America. But you don't, I mean, that's probably more than, comfortably more than break even. Um, and with ITVX, I mean, is that going to be available in America and Canada? I can't quite imagine it, because the letters don't have the same stature as mm. BBC over there, do they? Yeah, well, I mean, it hasn't got Britbox hasn't got BBC in the title, has it? Just it's just no, called Britbox, so I don't know. But there you go. What can you do? What can you do? Somebody great one said, "What can you do when your boots leak?" Right. Um, so, <laughs> vent. It's about a guy in a coma, isn't it? I mean, that's that's the the long and short of it all, really. But was this this is something that you were aware of that you'd listened to? Well, guess to? how many episodes I'd heard It'd be one, previously. Um, one, that's yes. one. So I knew the premise. I got it, and. Now, the memory was a little bit vague, but it was just sufficient to think, oh, I quite liked that. And I certainly was pleased to put it on the slab because I'd always give something a go, particularly if I've got a hazy memory of it, which I want to actually dust off and uh, work out how I feel about it. Mm. So, um, uh, Neil Pearson, I mean, I'm not in the fan club in quite the same way that it sounded that you were, but I'm certainly not anti. I don't know why, but yeah, I am. It's a fair fair comment, really. I, I, I must admit, I find him really really engaging whatever he's in he's got a sort of suave cheekiness if i can put it that way yeah and for those of us of a certain age we probably remember him back to um well actually i was thinking the other day i'm not even sure i've seen one episode of drop the dead donkey so make a note of that and it's not comedy it's drama but did you ever watch Be between the lines when they were um they were investigators they were like police investigators they were or like, as it might have been known between the line of duty which was between the lines and... Yeah, anyway. similar kind of thing, really. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was in one of no, those with Siobhan Redmond and uh, uh, various other actors who, I, the names escape me, but you go, oh, I know them, kind of thing. Mm. That, was, that was a cracking series that he, he was in. So he's, he's done drama, he's done comedy and everything as well. But so, I mean, so you had you had experienced it and you had um, you were you were aware of... Yeah, I, I was open-minded and I was looking forward to it and had some kind of uh, sort of semi-fuzzy subconscious uh, remembering of uh, or memory of having enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, okay. what could possibly go wrong? Let's unpick it. Before we do that, should we have, um, we have a, a, a quick clipette? Yes. Of, uh, of the uh, of the episode that we've had a listen to. Uh, as I mentioned, so Neil Pearson, or as Adrian mentioned, it's Neil Pearson who plays a character called Ben, um, as I said, who's in a coma. And um, it's basically he's kind of in a monologue and a little bit of extension kind of outside of it as well, the outside world we, we get glimpses of as well. It'll all become apparent when you hear the clips, I'm sure. But um, in the first clip, 
um, <laughs> confusingly, if you if you just as I was joined it, um, you kind of think, hang on, what's going on here? Because we join this radio sitcom uh, by listening to another, I would say probably lower brow radio <laughs> sitcom. So we end up with a kind of sitcom within a sitcom. Doctor, I got here as quickly as I could. What's happened? There's good news and bad news. The bad, quickly. Your husband is in a coma. We don't know if he'll ever come out of it. God, no! Yeah. The good news is, I get off in half an hour and I appear to be free for dinner. Being in a coma is a bit like going to watch Wolverhampton Wanderers play away from home. You're not quite sure where you are, it's quite dull, there's the odd moment of frantic excitement, but you're always aware it's likely to end quite badly. Must you make a joke of everything? It wasn't much of a joke. Well, that makes it worse, Dad. My daughter, Blitzkrieg. That's not my name. I'm sorry, but I can't remember your name. I can remember you're small and hard-headed and act like a Nazi stormtrooper, hence Blitzkrieg. I'm not a Nazi. I'm two years old. And while we're on the subject of things you've got wrong, why am I talking like a 35-year-old woman? How am I supposed to have a conversation with a two-year-old girl? Have some sense. Do you actually want me for something? If not, Mum's bought me a new box of Brio to take my mind off you being in here, and I'd really like... Get me out. There'd be ones in the headline. Oh, go on. Why not? Did you recognise who the Doctor was played by, by the way? You're a a man of the world of voiceovers. Presumably it's the same person doing all the it is. impersonations. Yeah, it's Dave Lamb, who uh, we we slabbed his Hobby Bobby sitcom not so long ago, and he, he's the voiceover on Come Dine With Me. Oh, right, which we, you will have said at the time rings a bell. Probably, yeah. yeah. But why is he not credited? That's a bit odd. Everywhere you look, he's uncredited. But anyway, go on, headline. What are you Terrible. Yes, headline. Um well, it depends how much people know of a certain abbreviation of a certain showbiz craft, but one that came to mind was Quality Vent Act. Uh, vent being short for ventriloquism. Ventriloquist, or ventriloquist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or we could have, depending on how familiar you are with a certain brand of electric fan, extractor fan, Vent Acts, yeah. Vent Acts, yeah. Or You Take My Breath Away. Oh, I like it. Which might be slightly tasteless, but hey. Um, so between those, you possibly got the idea that I enjoyed it. I thought it was very creative. I thought you were going to get Germanic on my, on my ass then and thought, you know, it would vent quite quickly. Uh, it vent quite quickly. Oh, if, <laughs> sorry, I was, I was thinking I didn't learn German, so... Um, <laughs> Right. Um, yes, it, it, vent, it vent the half hour vent quite quickly. Huh? Um, it was enjoyable. I didn't notice the time. Yeah, I'm just going to say I liked the conceit of the sitcom with one proviso. But most people, most of the time, are going to say um, it's Adrian again with his lack of sense of humour, which is a bit unfortunate when you work on a podcast called The Comedy Slab. Mm. I thought the the laughter was lazily phony it's one thing having phony laughter where they're overexcited and over exuberant but it sounded to me like somebody didn't work with laughter now i for my sins have worked with laughter where you actually have to smooth some of the joints if there's if take three worked better than take four for that sequence but then the video editor has cut to take 12 
you've got a different level of laugh. You've yeah. got to smooth it out in the dub, in the post-production. So I've done that, and I know, you know, the lengths we go to to try and smooth it over. What What do you mean that in the spoof sitcom? In, in the yeah, yeah, I just felt. But isn't that the point? Well, I, that's what that's where I think people are going to say, as you have. Yeah, isn't that the point, Adrian? Aren't you missing the entire point? Um, to, to me, it just grated. But then, yeah, okay, that's me being old-fashioned and a bit linear. But I did at least like the the conceit of it. Um, can we think, it made me want to ask you though, can we think of another comedy where there's a fictional sitcom within a sitcom? Oh, that's, uh, that's it's easy. Probably more than one. Yeah, that's, um, I can't think of the name of the bloody thing there. <laughs> that's easy, isn't yeah, it? That's easy. Uh, it's just well, I can, if only I, I could think of the name. The weird thing is I can think of the fictional sitcom, which is when, the, when the whistle blows. Yes. But I can't you think can of see the, the wig. I can't think of the real one that it's in, but, uh, the Ricky Gervais thing, but, um. Is uh, it? It's not in extras, then, is it? Another one. Is is it, it, it's extras, isn't it? Yeah. I well, thought it was extras, yeah. With is the it wonderful extras? wig and the gurning. Well, I thought it was, but what else did he do? What came between the office? Was there something be before extras? No, I think it, it is. Or, it's as extras progresses, isn't it? That's the sitcom that he was writing, and then he finally gets it commissioned. And, and But it's, it's not commissioned how he wants it to be, kind of thing. But, oh, uh, yeah, because he's never but happy. It, cause but again, that yeah. was that was the thing, wasn't it? It was, it was a real, you know, a, a, a cod sitcom and, and a, you know, a catchphrase in it. And, Are you having a laugh? Are you having a laugh? <laughs> You're and having it, a laugh. And, he, and you know, he hated everything about it. And, and it's kind yeah. of, you know, it's the, but that was the only thing he could be successful at. It was, it was, that was, I thought it was quite clever the way he'd done that. I like. The, the yeah. two, his two-year-old daughter. Um, yes, he sounds thirty-five-ish. Yeah, I thought I thought that was clever, and that that was very um, um, Family Guy. I think I mentioned this to you before, haven't I? That in Family mm. Guy, uh, Stewie the baby um, can only be understood by Brian the dog, but it's not it's not immediately um, obvious unless you unless you if somebody tells you, you go, oh yeah. There's an, and there's, Stu there's only Brian and Stewie that have a conversation. Nobody else actually talks to him. Right, it's quite clever, uh, but I like that. But I, f I found it more dour and 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 sadder and and really not as funny as I remembered. I it's thought, really I weird. thought you have quite a strong stomach for bleak humour. There wasn't a lot of humour in it. I didn't think. I didn't think there was much to laugh about. I think more more than I didn't. I, I would. I didn't kind of feel uneasy with it. I just thought, oh, I thought it was funnier than this. Do you did you see where the story came from and who it came from? Yeah, it was, it was the writer, wasn't it, Nigel Smith, mm. Mm. who um, he actually had. Did he have a brain bleed or something? Did he have a yeah, I, I think it's called a, a lesion. Yeah, um, and uh, a rather large one, such that um, whether or not it's true. Did you see the story about was it a, one of the medics um, looking at his X-ray and saying, "Where's the body?" Yeah, thought it, thought <laughs> he just assumed you can't survive uh, a lesion. It must have been looking at an X-ray of his brain. I did. I found him a bit frustrating, actually, Nigel. So if you're, uh, if anybody knows Nigel <laughs> Smith and you're, um, you're in conversation with him, I tried to find his biog. Oh yeah, not easy to come by. Is no, it? You have to because piece it together. I think he's a Midlander. I don't. I, I you know, I, I just get this feel like there was the reference to Wolverhampton Wanderers there, which I have to say is very much out of date now because they're a top-flight club with the money that they've spent and the players that they've got. Right, um, but it's a nice problem to have as a club, isn't it? Where a joke about how bad you are goes out of date. Yeah, yeah, it, it could is. be worse. Yeah, 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 it could be the other way around. Um, but 
there was there was that reference. There was the fact that his mom talks with a with a Birmingham accent, and there were a few other bits and pieces. And I thought, I'm sure he's a Midlander, you know. I, I, mm. Well, the other thing is um, uh, Josie Lawrence is, is in it, isn't she? Who is a is a, she a, a, a Brumay? She's no, she's a Yam Yam. She's um, right. She's uh, from the Black Country. Um, but uh, she cranks it up to 11 or 12, doesn't she, the accent, which that's actually a bit on the downside. I don't think you do that now. It's 2006-ish, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I think it would be subtler, not turned up to 11 or 12, maybe five. You've never been to Sedgley, have you? <laughs> oh, you haven't? No. I, I have to say... Um, Was it too subtle for Sedgley? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, and bear in mind I've lived around this area all my life. Um, mm. I like people in the black country. Sometimes I've met people who are who are borderline un unintelligible because of their accent. So that was just gibberish. That was just a noise. But this trying to piece together author Nigel Smith, who we're talking about. I say author. I mean, that's where he moved on to next. What Nigel Smith did next. Yes, doesn't help us with the geographical conundrum. But I'm looking at, uh, actually, the book was published. Even the book is now over 10 years ago. Well, this his, particular his story, one. the one that he wrote about uh, his injury. Which uh, is about this medical um, event, shall we say. I think yeah. there's something wrong with me in a picture of the Grim Reaper on the front <laughs> cover. Uh, kind of tells you the genre, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, the description of him as an author is... He was a comedy writer, former comedy writer or something, as it's as if it, uh, yeah, a former journalist, busker, playwright, and TV comedy producer. It's not clear if the word former applies to all of those, is right. it? I suppose. Well, um, he did, didn't he work for Channel Four in his early days? Didn't he? Um, did he? Uh, no, sorry, I tell a lie. He worked for LWT, um, which shows you how far back we're going here, because that was London Weekend yeah. Television, which was a an ITV franchise um, in uh, in London. Uh, just for the weekend output, as you would imagine. Uh, he worked for them in 96, and it said that he joined the team that helped to discover and develop um, people like uh, Sam Bain and Jesse Armstrong, who went on to write Peep Show, of course. Mm. Uh, Mitchell and Webb, don't know what happened to them. Uh, yeah. Same with the League of Gentlemen, and some bloke called Simon Pegg and another bloke called Bill Bailey, who, you know, all so of whom, just of backs course, losers, doesn't he? Oh, I tell you what, they've all paled into insignificance over the uh, over the following years. So yeah, I'd, you know, so he's he's kind of worked in production, he's worked in writing. Um, mm. and but the thing is, strangely, he's got the um, dreaded red letters in Wikipedia, which, as any fool know. Uh, and a wiki addict will know that means you haven't got your own page, which is odd for someone of that level of achievement. And there'd be plenty to write about him. You'd think he might write it, his own page himself. Mm. Perfectly legit, isn't it? Although, although there are people, believe it or not, and this is, and this is weird. I'm going to say something weird here, but there are people who don't set their store by what's on the internet. <laughs> No way. I mean, he writes children's books, doesn't he? Now, I think he's written uh, Nathalia Buttface. No Natalia, yeah, Nathalia, or Natalia, Nathalia, Nathalia, Nathalia Buttface. Yeah, bon. um, But the most recent of those I'm looking at is is not so many years ago, but um, I think I might have seen one released 2018, certainly 2016. I'm just I'm a, bit, a bit mystified. Oh, 2018. Yeah, a bit mystified as to what he's doing at this precise moment. I hope he's well and still working because he's far too talented not to be. Yeah, I mean, I th the, the, 
there's always a difficulty. I always have a bit of a difficulty with with the balance of these kind of programs, and I don't know whether they'd work better on TV or in some form of vision than they do just purely in radio because of the strong dramatic element to them. Mm. And, and I don't know whether it's that or it's whether I'm just geared up for a giggle because of what we're doing. And mm. when it doesn't happen, you kind of, you know, you have that disappointment. But did did you feel that, that the, the balance of drama and comedy was heavy on the heavier on the drama heavier than a lot of shows we do yeah and i wouldn't be quite comfortable with the term sitcom but that's a debatable term anyway isn't it I yeah know you're not raising that issue but it, it it won't go away does a sitcom have to have a live studio audience uh you know uh, mrs miggins cackling in row three or can it be subtler than that um this is more at uh, what you might call the uh the dramedy end, uh, you know, where drama comes first and comedy follows. Um, I was quite relaxed about that, but perhaps I'm a bit more relaxed about how wide the definition we can stretch uh, comedy to anyway. Uh, it certainly, it certainly is witty. So, yeah, 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 there is a, there is a wit there. I mean, it, it is, it, it, I mean, it does have its moments as well. I mean, it does have its moments where you certainly have a smile. And it isn't all Grim Reaper and stuff like that. But um, it's interesting you say about the term sitcom because I kind of I've said it a couple of times in in, in describing this and felt a bit oh is it I'm not really sure what you'd what you would call it. Um, mm. But I mean it, it, the other thing I liked about it is that it's it's a strong cast and it's it's there's only four uh, five if you count Dave Lamb doing extraneous voices. Mm. Um, there's only four. There's like Neil, Neil Pearson, Fiona Allen, Josie Lawrence, and uh, that was Leslie Ash that we heard there playing uh, Blitzkrieg, his daughter. Um, so it's it's quite compact, isn't it? As well, it doesn't it doesn't meander too far away from from the central point, which I think is quite quite clever and and quite a thing to achieve when it's focused on a hospital bed. I think yeah, it's a very creative treatment of it because yes, it could be horribly static, couldn't it? What could be more static than to be? Yeah. Um, stuck in a hospital bed. But I think there's more awareness these days. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw it, but um, definitely at the drama end, uh, about locked-in syndrome, I saw The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, which is a film version of a book of that name, Okay, a, about a guy who literally could only, he, he, as it were, dictated a book through blinking his eye, because that's all he could move. Um, and so, I mean, it's, I know it hasn't necessarily set out to do this, or perhaps it has, I don't know. Obviously, Nigel Smith's experience somewhat stretched for a comedic effect, but maybe not stretched that far, where where he was at times. I, I don't know the story without reading it, but, uh, you know, he could have been quite lucid internally, just couldn't express himself. So he was taking everything in. There's, there's uh, something like, uh, again, I'm not a medic, but seven or eight levels of consciousness mm. from you know, full lucidity in terms of what your brain is processing. You can hear everything and, and probably recall everything, but you're not able to um, necessarily move or speak yourself. It's it a bit like being married, not... isn't it, in a way? It's, it's that kind of thing. Where... <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment. Well, you, um, well, you, but, can, uh, you can take it all in, but you don't move. Is, uh, is... <laughs> it's very like the analogy about Wolverhampton Wanderers, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do wonder whether 
sometimes we hamstring ourselves and there's no way around it really by only listening to me if we, if we only listen to one episode this is a bit like an album um where you need to listen to all the songs on the album you know it's like it's like kind of like just listening to three minutes of of dark side of the moon isn't it and going well mm. i didn't think much of that the lyrics weren't very good were they <laughs> that, you know? that won't sell will it <laughs> yeah 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 and and i do wonder whether you know because we're not listening to the whole thing it, it, it that's where it, it perhaps there are some there are some series that are written that don't stand up to scrutiny by just one episode mm. well um there there certainly is that um maybe it's where too too much of uh, a pair of lightweights and um we can't actually we haven't got the staying power to uh, slab the entire series <laughs> well no <laughs> you know how i struggle even to I'm hear or see yeah. one episode yeah and that's without uh, the childcare responsibilities that you have so yeah i've i've got no excuse really um but actually i think it gives a, an interesting twist to it anyway because it you know we're like as it were, real listeners and real viewers, yes. they're only going to give it one go. If they don't like it, they won't carry on with it. So it's not that far from the normal experience. Where we slightly depart from it is going a bit nerdy and analytical and seeing yes. or listening to it a second time. But, you know, I think that's all about putting it on the um, the virtual slab and prodding it about a bit. That, I mean, that's what I mean is that in as much as if you're listening to it for pleasure, you, you, your only decision is, do I come back next time and listen to the next episode? Um, whereas we're kind of like picking it apart on the basis of, you know, those 27, 28 minutes or something like that. And I, and I don't think it always works, is all I'm saying. But um, mm. anyway, shall we, shall we have a listen and see if it is on this one, the second clip? Um, uh, obviously, Ben's still in hospital. He's still in the bed. Nothing's changed there in the whole episode. I don't think I'm uh, being indiscreet by saying that. Uh, one of his mates comes round to uh, to see him in hospital. Although I think it's fair to say that um, Hugo or Johnny, uh, they're not really quite sure. But Johnny, I think, is his stage name. Uh, Johnny Guitar. Um, he isn't probably the best mate that Ben's ever had. Hiya, mate. Yeah, we've always known you as Hugo. Hugo. Yeah, not very rock and roll, though, eh? Not like Johnny Guitar. What instrument do you play, Hugo? The guitar. So, how is he? How are you? Bearing up? Keep smiling, eh, mate? That's right. You was always trying to play that. You still do your music, then? Gene, he's got a record out. Just the one, is it? Yeah, well, first of many, I hope. Because you were working in that office last I heard. Bit old, aren't you? Who knows me age, though, eh? Quite. I thought I did, but it turns out I don't even know your name. Excuse me. I'm going to that little shop. Right, well, if I'm gone when you get back... Do you think they'll have your record there? You never know. Ben, mate. My old mate. What can I say? No, really, Mary, what can I say? Something that might interest him. I know. What have you been doing recently? Oh, I can talk about me. Oh, great. Any actor's favourite topic, uh, or singer, <laughs> songwriter. Um, yeah, that didn't quite work for me. Uh, we didn't hear it in that sequence, and we certainly didn't hear the stylus effect, so I'm afraid we're going to have to leave people in, in the dark over that uh, until they find this um, uh, audio for themselves, which I'm sure you will steer them to Mr. Writer of Blurb, mm. uh, O'Connor. Um, 
there's a bit about did you buy the lines about um uh the the guy in the coma ben played by neil pearson was saying you know he's a really good mate so we never meet each other you know i sort of got the joke there and i sort of again i had slight sense of humour failure because it just seemed a bit clunky as a line or two. Right. No, I mean, I, I thought that was one of my favourite scenes there when 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 he, when he said his name was Johnny Guitar and she said, what, what, what instrument do you play? Um, I thought, do you know, I was listening to her accent more keenly then and she mm. she's bang on the nail with it where she said, she said, oh, I don't know, she said, I, I, it seems I, I don't even know your name. And don't. that's a doe. Is that's exactly how they'd speak? I don't even. I, I don't even know your name. Was was bang on accent wise. It really was. Is that sorry? You said a. It's not Smedley. No, where is Sedgley. it? Sedgley. It's near Dudley. I was, yeah. was going to say to my not very experienced ear with that accent. It sounded a bit like Dudley. Which I used to take some people from Dudley around the BBC. Yeah, uh, lovely people. They were very warm, and uh, you know, you shouldn't be touching them. <laughs> well, they were cold when I first touched them, but I warmed them up by rubbing my hands. This in was them. well before me too, wasn't it? Hashtag, hashtag, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, hash, hash. Yeah, um, but there was this. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the coach company in Dudley, but they're fantastic, and they wore uniforms. They really took it seriously, and they had these really plush, clean-looking coaches. I like a clean coach. I don't like, you know, that's why I like UPS parcel service uh, because they're always very clean. They're uh, they're vans. Anyway, I'm going slightly off topic and probably off accent as well, massively. Um, where does that leave us? Are we close to giving marks out of uh, whatever we do? Five. Times two. I, don't, I see. I'm just sitting there thinking, who was that coach company in Dudley? Now it wasn't Whittles, was it? Was it Whittles? No. No, but there can't be too many, can there? I mean, how big is Dudley? Oh, it's Could quite, you fit a coach in? It? It's quite. You wouldn't want it in your in your front room. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's uh, it's big well, enough. You don't know how big my front room is. You wouldn't want it up your nighty. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, it's got. I it's want anything to do it's with got you. It's got its own castle, as you would say. Dudley Castle. Dudley Castle. Castle. So yeah, it's quite. Mm. Um, it's a fair size. Right. Okay. I drove Not through the other day, around. actually, and uh, it used to have its you own. You drove well, through the castle? No, no, I drove through Isn't Dudley. that illegal? <laughs> <It's>, um, <clears throat> and it used to have its own bus station, but they've closed it now. Have you noticed that? No. They don't have bus stations anymore. Well, where's the fa- Where can you have a snog late on a Saturday night now? Right, I'd around my house if you play your cards right. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, an offer I can most certainly <laughs> refuse, Stanley. Uh, right, it's definitely time for your bedtime and also for our um, marks out of five each, which we will totty up to ten. Oh, uh, is it Hugo first? Hugo, see what I did there? Was it Hugo, Hugo or first? Johnny? I can't remember. Johnny Guitar? Oh, guitar Johnny Guitar Watson. I am going to give it yeah. a 2.5. Oh, that's a big type, what? On the Richter scale. Mm. and. Oh, shall I give it three? I don't three, know. go on. Err on the side of generosity. You think so? For the I, first time in your life. It's a weird one again for me because my, I I enjoyed it. I didn't come away mm. thinking, well, that's half an hour of my life. I'll never get back. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the characterizations. I enjoyed the writing. I enjoyed the drama. I enjoyed the stories that unfolded. I thought the acting was great. I thought the casting was fabulous. But there just wasn't enough 
but then I, you know, maybe it's the, it's the, I was going to say there weren't enough giggles, but maybe it's the, maybe it's the, the content and that's the way it's got to be. I don't know. I don't know. But I was kind of left feeling, um, shortchanged in a way. I've kind of felt that I didn't get the full ticket or, right. that, or that I'm not the full ticket. I don't know. It's one <laughs> well, the I wasn't going to say, yeah. but by golly, I thought it. So long story short, three for me anyway, three out of five. Okay, we could have got there in half the time, but... Um, we will in the edit. Pleasant amble through the um, <laughs> thought processes, if indeed that's the right term, uh, of one Shane O'Connor. Well, I'm going to give it three and a half. Oh. Verging on... Did you think I was going for four? Mm, I thought you'd have gone half. Very close that, yeah. to it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You rounded up. I'm going to round up. Let's call it four. Okay. Um, because of this, uh, as I say, the conceit about the sitcom, I- I'll even turn a deliberate rather than actual deaf ear to the laughter, which didn't quite work, even if that's the gag. Mm. The gag didn't work uh, as as it uh, set out. But certainly interesting. I just like the fact that someone said, I'm going to write a comedy about a guy in a coma, whether or not the writer had gone through it, as, as indeed, of course, we heard that Nigel Smith had done. But the fact that they're not put off by that... Um, Subject matter, yeah. Um, hats off to them for that. And um, I thought it worked on its own terms, pretty much. Um, yeah, I wasn't falling about laughing, but I thought I thought it was witty, and I was happy with that because I didn't expect a guffaw type comedy. Yeah, um, I suppose probably from the vague memory I confess to of having heard it on one previous occasion. But um, very creative treatment of a difficult subject and I thought it uh, uh, they all brought, brought it off collectively so um, yeah mm. it's a four from me yes it wasn't as so much a four it's more a good, a good three for me than a good four <laughs> it's a good four out of five <laughs> for me. Yeah, I gave thank you for three, writing yes. my gag yeah. oh. do you want to know big boy what I've got in the uh, <laughs> larder for you <laughs> <laughs> yes please <laughs> should be in the freezer but um, uh, yes now this does sound a bit odd and perhaps too soon for some, never too soon for me, for another dose of Roger Allen. And the funny thing is, I was trying not to put this on the slab. I tried everything I could, which is why last time we had Roger Allen on the slab, uh, it was in um, How Does It Make You Feel? Mm. Uh, we go back to the uh, austere, no, the august portals of BBC Radio 4 again, or BBC Sounds, where it is available for... A year, would you believe, wow. as we speak, at least. Um, so, I, you know, I do have reservations as it, as regards to, uh, how you might react to it. And that's one reason I could put it on the slab first time round because it was the show I heard. It, um, do you know where I'm going with this? No, I have I'm no idea. Sure. Um, it's with Joanna Lumley. So it's, it's just a two-hander, which for me makes it intriguing uh, from what I believe our American friends call the get-go. Yes. And it's called Conversations from a Long Marriage. Okay. And it does what it says on the tin, really. Does um, does Joanna Lovely play a, a posh woman, by any chance? She is pretty close to what I understand to be Joanna Lumley. You can ask me next week, because I have worked with her. Oh. Uh, you can ask me about that. As you know, it's a policy never to name drop, yes. unless you really insist. Um, what was it? Conversations? What did you say? Conversations? Conversations from a Long Marriage. Oh, okay. Now... This was partly extra prompted only today when I heard, I was listening to Radio 4 Extra, which is the sister station, or should we say a, a 
gender-free sibling station of BBC Radio 4. And um, there was a trailer for a new series of Conversations from a Long Marriage. I didn't know there was a new series coming up. They've done that classic thing of sort of building interest by replaying out a, a previous series. So I must have listened to one or two from Series 2. But this is Series 3, Episode 1. So to my way of thinking it's the best of both worlds because you get the going into the ground floor of an episode one but mm. of not the very first series and we have to see how the series is doing or i do um if you've never heard it before you can't kind of compare it uh, compare it to anything but um, unless you go back to uh, previous editions but i find it intri intriguing um i could imagine it, it, you know it's um, i was going to say something unspeakable like rhymes with hit or bust but um you're going to love it or hate it i think it is going to be uh, i mean you used to live in burton where they make marmite i think it's going to take you back home uh it is a marmite experience <laughs> okay but it, it stretches any writer in this case jan etherington to write a double hander but then to do that for three series you know you'll either think it works or you won't mm. i don't think there's going to be too much middle ground for you Okay, do you know I've got this this strange concept in the back of my mind that Roger Allen does all of his comedy on radio mm -hmm. and only does drama on TV? I can't think of where I've been proven wrong with that theory. It's weird, isn't it, if it is? Except, oddly, I did... I don't know whether it was oh, a sketch show. This is trouble. The Thick of It, he did The Thick. He was one of the MPs oh, in The it, Thick of It, wasn't he? Was it an MP? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he was which of course then he plays an MP in. Um, he replaced he replaced uh, Chris Langham when Chris Langham. That's right. Was well, it, it wasn't the same character, but it kind of sort of slipped into. Yeah. Anyway, looking at the time, I think it's high time that I got out of here uh, before the angry pitchfork mob descends on Adrian's house from Dudley. <laughs> Saying, <laughs> why are you taking the Mickey out of our accent? I wasn't. I wasn't taking the Mickey. The uh, um, there's a, there's an angry mob from the D Dudley Association of Coach Drivers, <laughs> who are or Dak for short. Who are, yes, they're heading their way to you now, and uh, they're going to hit you with their black pudding. Oof, uh, that sounds very painful. Um, one thing I didn't raise about this last show, and this is a serious gripe. You think I'm boring about um, uh, the sound of uh, a canned laughter in a, in a sort of a quasi sitcom. I had a problem with the taxi sound effect the first time it came through. Mm. It is a BBC sound effect that is the most overused uh. and unrealistic sound effect of a London taxi. I mean, forget electric taxis, which you know they don't make much noise now, so that is a problem. Yeah. But it's it's the idea that a taxi driver would pootle away at about a stately ten miles an hour. Um, it is actually, as I recall, ECD thirty two track six, and it, uh, it you know drives me absolutely be balmy. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying it's boring, but can you do you recognise this? Sound effects CD. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chum. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.